everybody, and welcome to the 16th and final episode of Pastoring in the Pandemic. I have really enjoyed over the last few months getting a chance to sit down over Zoom with some of my friends and colleagues, pastors, youth ministers, educators, workers in the nonprofit sector, talking with them about what ministry has been like in this time of COVID-19, this time when so many of our lives have been turned upside down, and this time in which all of our preconceptions about ministry have been turned upside down. This was never intended to be a podcast that would go on forever, because for one thing, the pandemic will someday come to an end. And for another, my Rolodex at age 31 is just not that large, and so eventually we were going to reach a point at which the conversations became redundant, a point at which I ran out of people to talk to, or a point at which the pandemic came to an end. One of those was going to come first, and so this feels like a good time to bring this project to a close, but as I do so, I wanted to share with you some of my thoughts after getting to talk with this series of friends of mine, this series of colleagues of mine, some things that I have learned over the course of these conversations, some common threads that um, some common threads that have kind of jumped off the page as I've been having these conversations. So I wanted to kind of divide this up into three categories because after all, this is a podcast produced by a pastor and largely being listened to by pastors, so you got to divide it into three. And so I want to begin first by talking about some of what seem to be the common difficulties that the pandemic has created for pastors, for, for ministers, for those who work in the field of ministry. The first and probably the most obvious difficulty that has come across through these conversations has been all of the logistical and all of the practical issues that COVID-19 has created for ministers. When the pandemic became real for all of us back in March, we suddenly found ourselves having to reinvent the wheel in terms of what worship would look like in a church, in terms of what serving the community would look like, in terms of what it would look like to educate students or to to get the news out. All, all of these different things that the folks I've talked to are in charge of, we had to learn how to do it anew back in March. We had to talk to smart people and listen to smart people who told us what the safest way was to go about what once passed as normal. We suddenly found ourselves blocking off every other pew in a sanctuary. We suddenly found ourselves having to wear masks anytime that we did something in public. All of this being done for the safety of our neighbors. All of this being done as an act of care and compassion for those around us. And as I've talked with folks over these last few months through this podcast and, and in other conversations, it's become clear that these logistical, these practical concerns still continue to weigh heavily on us. Anytime that a minister is planning an event, we have to think through what the COVID protocols will look like for that event. Anytime we have a worship service, we have to make these arrangements and make these plans. Anytime that we have a committee meeting, we have to think about what space is large enough where we'll be able to six, sit six feet apart. 
Will we have a microphone because we'll be spaced further apart? All of these little details that we never had to worry about before have suddenly become a difficulty that has to be overcome in order to just get the most basic things done. And that's one difficulty that I've kind of seen span across all the different guests that I've talked to. We've all had to work through these logistical and these these practical concerns. Another difficulty that COVID-19 seems to have produced for folks, and this seems to have been unanimous, this seems to have been pretty well across the board, no matter what field my guests were coming from, was this pressure that we all felt. This pressure from folks within our churches and within our organizations, some of whom wanted more safety protocols, some of whom wanted fewer safety protocols, some of whom wanted things to return to normal much, much quicker, and others who were under the impression that there would never really be a normal like there was in February. And the thing is, speaking as a pastor myself, we hear all of these voices, and it does create this this pressure on our shoulders. It does sit with us after those conversations have come to an end. We're always aware that we're not 100% on the same page, that even in the most unified congregation, even in congregations in which people are really rallying around one another, even in these congregations where people are, are following the rules and are doing their best, we're still aware that there are some who want things to move quicker and some who want things to move slower. And we as pastors, we as ministers, feel that pressure, and that has been a difficulty that the ministers that I've spoken with have had to, have had to deal with over these last few months. Being a pastor is not a low-stress job. It never has been. But COVID-19 has created this whole new kind of stress, this whole new kind of pressure. And that's led to, to the third difficulty that really seems to have um, manifested itself in, in all the guests that I've talked to. And that is this kind of exhaustion. It's, it's close to a burnout, I think, for some. This weariness that we have with the pandemic. This weariness that we have with all of the arrangements that we have to make this weariness we have with that pressure that we feel. Your pastor is tired right now. I can guarantee it. If you're a parishioner in my church, if you're a congregant in in my church, I just got back from a vacation, and after one morning back in the building, one morning back at work, thinking about what November and December and January are going to look like, I am tired all over again. That's just the reality for our ministers, for our pastors right now. It is a tiring time. It is a time of tremendous weariness for everyone, to be sure, but especially for your pastor. And that's something that I've heard from guest after guest after guest on this podcast. So the pandemic has presented a lot of of difficulties for us, a lot of things that have to be overcome, a lot of things that we have to work through a lot of things where this podcast has given me the opportunity to hear these things and and to share these things because the pandemic's not an easy time and it's been good to have the opportunity to 
to share both with these guests that I've talked with and to share with you who are listening what some of these difficulties have been. But as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast throughout the extent of the project, it hasn't all been bad news. There have been some areas in which churches have seen opportunities for for growth. Not numerical growth, probably. Um, numerical growth seems like something that's not going to happen until after there's a vaccine. Um, numerical growth, quite frankly, for us as pastors, is not necessarily something we're looking for right now because of all those logistical concerns. But there is area for, for spiritual growth. There is room for organizational growth. There is room for for those different kinds of more intangible growth for churches. And these are a few of the things that I've noticed in, in talking with folks through this podcast. One area where churches have grown because of the pandemic is it's changed the rhythm, both for the church and for the church's pastor. Every church has a, a calendar of sorts, whether it's formalized or not. You know when certain events are going to be. You know when certain services are going to take place. You know what any given week is going to look like. And the pastor knows what their week will look like. He knows what he's going to be doing on any given Monday, unless an emergency pops up. She knows what Tuesday and Wednesday are going to look like, unless things really hit the fan. We know how to plot our weeks. We know how to plan for what's going to come about. And one of the realities of being a pastor, especially in the United States and especially in the Bible Belt, is we do a lot of events. We do a lot of programs. Some of these programs are tremendous successes in the community and in the life of the church, and others are things that we started doing 30 years ago and we continue to do to this day for reasons that sometimes escape us, if we're being completely honest. They're things that we have continued to do because it feels like to stop doing them would be a failure. And the last thing we want is to be failures. And so churches over the past however many decades, we've just accumulated these programs and accumulated these events, one after the other, after the other, after the other. And it's created almost this jam-packed schedule where it was difficult for your pastor to have time for things like praying, time for things like personal Bible study, time for things like preparing to deliver God's word on Sunday morning. There are so many administrative tasks, so many organizational tasks, so many of these things which are important and things which pastors want to be involved in, but things which ultimately are secondary to what the church has called him or her to do. Well, the pandemic has changed the rhythm of the church and has changed the rhythm of the church's pastors. A lot of the events that we typically planned for got wiped off the map. A lot of the services that we would normally have done, we weren't able to do. And all of a sudden, pastors found themselves with gaping holes in the calendar. Churches found themselves with empty spots on the calendar that once would have been completely full. And so the church has this really wonderful opportunity to step back and think about which of those things we need to bring back. 
when we enter a more normal period of time. When a vaccine arrives, when we're able to resume life as previously scheduled. We have the opportunity to to separate the wheat from the chaff to a certain extent. To say this is a program or this is an event or this is a ministry which is crucial to our church and to our community. Or this is an event that perhaps this gives us an opportunity to draw to a close without making us feel like failures. We have the opportunity to look at the things that got canceled this year and say, what kind of a loss was it not to have that event, not to host that ministry? Was it a loss that was deeply felt by our church and by our congregation? Or did it go unnoticed? The pandemic has given us the chance to do this kind of big picture thinking And then the second thing I've noticed is it's given us opportunities to make changes that normally would have taken much, much longer. I made a joke with with a friend just a few weeks ago. He was asking how things were going at the church, and I told him that I had been taught in seminary that in your first year of ministry, don't change anything. Your first year of ministry at a new church, don't change anything anything. Spend that year getting to know the church and allowing the church to get to know you. You don't have the right, you don't have the chips quite yet to make any big changes because you don't know what the church does well and what they don't do well. And it's going to take you at least a year to learn those things and for them to learn to trust you. Well, I began my ministry here at South Garland Baptist in June of 2019. So I was following those instructions very, very well right up until the second week of March when all of a sudden I changed everything (laughs) because the pandemic demanded it. Here's the thing, though. Because of those necessary changes, because of the way that the pandemic turned things completely upside down, churches, which in the past have been very, very slow to make changes— Making a change at a church can can be like steering the Titanic sometimes. All of a sudden, we have grown, grown more accustomed to making big changes and making them quicker than we normally would have. Our equilibrium has already been shifted so much that churches have the opportunity now to, to do that kind of big picture thinking, to think about what do we do well, what do we not do well, and then to institute important changes that in the past might have taken years. And now, because the church is getting used to making changes, you might be able to do it much, much faster. Institutional changes, organizational changes, calendar changes, some of these things that once would have taken meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting, Now our church members, our committee members, our staff members find themselves in a position where we're getting used to making changes. And so perhaps now there's more of an appetite for things that would have once taken a lot longer. One last growth area 
that I've noticed in talking with folks through this podcast has been that for the ministers I've spoken with, pretty much to a person, I would say, this pandemic has strengthened their sense of calling. We read in Scripture in a lot of different places how God uses times of difficulty, what the Bible calls trials and tribulations, as an opportunity to to test our faith, and maybe a better word is to refine our faith. It's in these times of difficulty that we're able to learn just how much we were really trusting God and how much we were trusting ourselves, how much we were trusting our own resources, our own knowledge, our own way of doing things. What's been wonderful in talking with guests on this podcast has been that this time of trial and tribulation, this this pandemic that we're in, seems to have really strengthened the sense of calling in the friends that I've spoken with. It has reminded them why they got in this in the first place. It has reminded them of why ministry is important to them and reminded them of what parts of ministry are most important to them. For some who may have been feeling burnt out by all of the minutiae of ministry. This has really brought to the forefront what matters most. Loving God and loving people. And so this pandemic for your pastor, as exhausting as it is for him or her, as much pressure as they may be feeling, I suspect that this pandemic has reminded them of why they accepted the call to be a pastor in the first place so that they could preach the gospel to a hurting world, so that they could minister to hurting people. So as I draw this podcast to a close, most of my job in this project has just been to ask questions and let smart people answer them. You'll, you've occasionally gotten some words from me, some, some thoughts from me. I am a pastor. I couldn't always resist but mostly I've just been turning the microphone over to people smarter and more competent than I am. But this is my project, and so as I draw it to a close, I want to offer you just a couple of, of my thoughts as we continue in this pandemic. Some things that I think would be helpful for us to remember together, both pastors and parishioners. The first thing that I want you to remember is that the pandemic is still here. We are still smack dab in the middle of this era of COVID-19. In fact, as I record this right now at 2.30 on November the 16th, we are in the middle of a surge. Yesterday in Dallas County, there were nearly 1,500 new cases. That's more than we had any day in March, April, May, June, that period that we thought was going to be the worst of it. So while we are dealing, all of us are dealing with what experts have called COVID fatigue, while all of us are just tired of being in this pandemic, all of us are ready for it to be over, all of us want to 
throw our masks away for good. All of us want to get within six feet of someone who's not in our family. All of us want to go back to normal. The first thing I want you to remember out of all this is that it's not over yet. And that as we enter into Thanksgiving and Christmas, times when we're really going to want to give hugs, times when we're really going to want to see one another's faces, we have to remember that we're in the middle of unprecedented times and we have to respond as such. We've got to continue wearing our masks in public. We've got to continue keeping our distance. We've got to make smart, responsible decisions even when, quite frankly, it sucks. We've got to acknowledge the reality of the situation that we're in. And for the pastors who are listening, we've got to do a good job of communicating just that with our congregations. Folks who are tired of the pandemic, folks who want things to go back to normal, folks who are thinking to themselves, can't we just take our chances, have some faith, and go back to normal? We've got to remind our churches that this, this exile of sorts that we're in has not yet drawn to a close. And our job is not to wish it away, but to respond to what's happening. We've got to take this seriously. We've got to continue doing so until the vaccine arrives and until enough of us have received that vaccine that it's safe to go back to normal. So we've got to take it seriously, and we've got to communicate with our congregations the importance of taking it seriously. Second word that I want to leave with you is, is one that I heard over and over and over and over again as I talk to folks through this podcast. And that is of the importance of grace right now. Most of the folks that I was talking to were, were pastors of some sort, whether they were a head pastor or a student minister or a children's minister. And when I would ask them what, what one thing they would want listeners to know, Almost unanimously, they said something along the lines of show your pastor some grace, cut your pastor some slack. And so for the parishioners who are listening right now, for the, the, the lay people, those who are not, not professionally ministers, I would echo those sentiments. Your pastor is doing his best or her, her best. Your pastor is trying so hard to minister well to you and to your church. And so in this time, show your pastor some grace. Give them some breathing room. Give them the opportunity to succeed or yes, to fail. And when they fail, extend forgiveness to them because they are doing the best that they can in an unprecedented situation. There is no playbook for pastoring in a pandemic. We were not taught this in seminary, at least not directly. And so show that grace to your pastor. But I want to offer an, an addendum to that as well, because a lot of the folks who are listening to this, I know, are pastors themselves. And so I want to offer this word to you, something which I've been reminding myself of lately, which is pastors, you in turn be sure that you're showing some grace to your congregation. Right now, 
if you're like me, there are times where questions feel like criticisms, where criticisms feel like attacks, where well-meaning folks in the church who just want to make sure they understand, who just want to make sure that they have the full story, who just want to make sure that you've thought through important details, will ask questions, and in doing so, you feel as though you're being criticized. You feel as though your leadership is being undermined. And so for the pastors who are listening to this, I want to remind you also to show grace to your congregation because they're struggling right now. They've never been a church member during a pandemic before. They've never gone through a period like this before. Just like you're confused, they're confused. Just like you're worried, they're worried. Just like you're scared, they're scared. And so in those times when you are announcing the latest change in a series of changes these last few months, it's important, I think, to be understanding of the need for these questions. It's important to be patient with your congregation. I know that you're living with these plans. You're living with these thoughts. You're, you're losing sleep over all of this on a nightly basis. But know that your congregation cares about these things too. Maybe they're not thinking about it 80 hours a week, 100 hours a week, the way that you are. But these things are important to them too. Their church is important to them too. And when questions are asked, and even when criticisms come your way, trust that in most cases, this is coming out of a deeply held love for the church and for Christ. That they, just like you, want what is best for their church. Extend them that grace and trust them to extend it to you as well. And that brings me to, to my, last, my last word. This is a hard time for pastors, for church members. This is a very tough season that we're in. And sometimes I feel like Eeyore whenever I'm up there preaching about these hard times that we're living in and what the Bible tells us about enduring difficult times. Not all of this is fun. In fact, a lot of this is not fun. All the detail work, I don't enjoy that. All of the plans we're having to make, it's not fun. All of the changes we're having to institute, it's difficult work. And that's why I think it's more important than ever that pastors continue to be enthusiastic about what we care about the most. That when we preach the gospel, we do so with enthusiasm and with joy. Because even and especially in a pandemic, Jesus Christ is good news. Even and especially in a pandemic, the cross and the empty tomb offer hope. 
And so in this really difficult time that we're going through, it's okay to to be frustrated with the frustrating things. It's okay to be disappointed by the disappointments that come our way. But I think it's also crucial that we be enthusiastic, that we be joyful, that we be hopeful about that which matters the most. That the gospel be at the center of what we do and that it be something that brings us hope and joy and love and peace. To those of y'all who've been listening to this since the first episode, I hope that it has been helpful for you. I hope that you have enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed having these conversations. I hope that it's given you some insights into what it is has been like to pastor in a pandemic. Hope that it's given you some ideas for what we can be doing moving forward. And I hope that for you, like for me, it's been just a nice space to to think through some of these things. I really enjoyed doing this. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to it. And I just want to thank you for for listening for these last few months. I'm thankful to those guests who have joined me, but most of all, I'm thankful to all of you who have listened along the way. Like I said, the pandemic's not over yet. While the podcast draws to a close, the pandemic goes on. And so in the meantime, pray for your pastor, support your church, and share the gospel.